From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're diving into the question, am I doing enough when it comes to the sexual intimacy pillar? And there's a quote attributed to Anonymous that says, I am not perfect, nor will I ever be. I am a work in progress. Yep, that's the truth. As we talk about the this, am I doing enough sexually? And we'll be digging into this today. But but I want you to keep that in mind that you are a work in progress mm-hmm. because that becomes part of the antidote to that question. But you know, we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug, and a hug is really it's one of my most favorite parts of the show because it's an opportunity to celebrate what you are doing in your marriage and the breakthrough that you've had. And this hug comes from a post in the One Family Facebook group. And if you're not a member of that, you can go to one extraordinary marriage com slash one family and you can join mm-hmm. get get involved this hug says we bought into the new year with us our first seven day challenge it brought us closer together on so many levels or pillars especially the emotional and the physical not just the sexual just being close scratching his back stroking his hair he's commented on those physical touches specifically the ones that i had stopped doing wow Kissing more, holding hands, intentional affection. We had sex five out of the seven days. Excellent. But we're intentional all seven days and continuing forward. It was a much needed reset to bring in the new year with a positive energy, attraction, and connection in our relationship. Mm. We've been married 25 years. It is never too late. Never. Married 25 years, together 30, and we have a 10-year-old. Especially with young kids, we must be intentional with our spouse. It's easy to get lost in the day-to-day of parenting and lose intimacy. The seven-day challenge and both of us listening to the podcast has opened up positive communication about what we need, miss, and want to rekindle. Mm, that's so good. And, and that's the cool thing here. Get so many folks who reach out to us and go, we didn't complete all seven days. No, they had success here. Mm-hmm. Five out of seven, the other two days, they were intentional in some way, shape, or form. So it's what you make and what you have determined, because that is a successful seven days of sex challenge, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because even as you were just making those comments on that hug, I thought, oh my gosh, that could have easily had led to the question, did I do enough sexually? Mm-hmm. Right? If we, if we didn't complete all seven days. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't thought about that when, when this hug was chosen for the show, but, but that ties into it because, you know, over the last few weeks, there have been, you know, I've had numerous coaching sessions. We've been getting emails and this phrase keeps coming up and, mm-hmm. and the phrase, you know, has a few variations, but it's something like, I don't know if I'm doing enough sexually, or I don't know if I am enough for my spouse when it comes to our sexual intimacy. And, and in a sense, that hug could have even kind of riffed into that too, where it was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, did we do enough sex life? It was only five out of seven. Yeah. And, and we asked the question on Instagram last week and said, okay, well, you know, is it just Tony and I, is it just these few coaching clients or have you actually experienced that feeling in your marriage? L- let me tell you something. 88% of the one family mm-hmm. that responded has had that question go through their head mm-hmm. at some point in time. 88%, guys, that's a lot of people. 
And that question, you know, when you start to unpack it, it's a question that has doubts mm-hmm. and insecurities inside of it. It's a question that can actually, you know, for some of you, it, it paralyzes you. Because you're like, if I, I, I don't know. And if, if I don't know, then what can I do? For some, it's a motivating factor. But even then, you're kind of like, I don't know what to do. Like, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. And this concept of doing enough, it's everywhere in our society. It's, you know, all of these things. Like, you need to be the best husband and wife. If, if you have kids, you need, to, you need to meet all of their needs. And especially over this last year where you've had to be like mom and dad and, you know, teacher and PE coach and all of these different things because the kids have been home. Like, you have to be the best of this and, and you have to be the best friend to all of your friends. You've got to be the best volunteer and you've, you've got to do so much. Do this, do that. And then there's this marriage dynamic. And specifically this pillar of sexual intimacy and this question, am I doing enough? Mm. It's a question that can sometimes feel like a weight on your chest. It's one that Tony and I have struggled with. Mm -hmm. And it's one that clearly most of you have had to deal with yourselves. Yeah. And, And, you know, over the years for Elisa and I, it's come up different times. And in, in, in especially in the in in our sexual intimacy, and I think what ends up happening for myself personally, when I get into this place, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Am I pleasing Elisa? Um, and and hey, this still even happens now. In, in in all honesty, you know, when we were younger, married, and, and we weren't really diving into our marriage, and even the early years of one extraordinary marriage, I, I felt like, man, am I doing enough to please her sexually? Because I wanted to, and I, and I didn't understand like the six pillars of intimacy at that point in time. And, and so with that came sort of this disconnect, mm-hmm. right? Th- there was this disconnect we had from one another. For me personally, I would get in my own head. I, I, I get in the, into my own head and like, am I doing enough? And like, even at times when we're in bed, like Elisa's excited, ready to go. And I'm sitting there just like, why can I not get an erection? Like, I'm just like, I, I'm frustrated and, and I'm just like, am I doing enough for her? And if I don't have an erection right when she's ready, is she going to think something different of me? Like those things happen. Mm. And it goes both ways. I mean, in the early years of our marriage, for those of you that don't know, Tony came into our marriage with a pornography addiction and that clouded my thoughts about being able to do enough sexually because I knew that that was that was what I was competing against. Can I say something too? Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good go. one. But something else just came to my mind. And this is this is because Elise and I have worked on our sexual intimacy pillar for for many years. We do the intimacy lifestyle for those of you who don't know the intimacy lifestyle. Uh check out scheduling sex episode 140. I'll put a link here in the episode notes for you. Um but even even recently am I doing enough sexually? Like Elisa and I don't always just jump into bed like all romanced out and all hypersexualized and all ready to go. And so there is this moment of tension where I'm like, we're, we're starting to do some foreplay. We're starting to get like the candles are on. You know, we're, we're in this place and I'm like, am I doing enough right now? Is she, is she engaging me? And, and I just want to share in that moment for those of you who are there you guys will get to where you need to go. Mm. And many a times we'll get there, but it's that tension right in the beginning where it's like, 
ah, oh, am I doing enough mm-hmm. to please Elisa that she wants to be here and engage with me? Mm-hmm. And 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 I will say there have been times, and and you can chime in here. I I can I feel like that can be anywhere from like three minutes to sometimes like ten minutes. It's sort of like this. It's really taking us some time to connect. Maybe there's some emotional intimacy that we need. There's some physical intimacy, and then the sexual intimacy comes. But in that moment, man, am I doing enough to get Elisa excited and ready to have sex? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and there is a process there. And you know, just to to kind of go back to what I was saying about porn. I mean, that impacted me, mm-hmm. and. You know, not we have worked through the pornography, but I know from talking to women that is still a factor mm. for so many of you. Am I doing enough because there was this past there? You know, we both had previous sexual partners. Am I doing enough mm-hmm. because of who my spouse might have been with previously? Am I doing enough because you know there was a there was a you know a post or a comment that somebody made that their wife does this or their husband does? Am I doing enough? Right. And, and am I doing enough because, you know, this is what I think an extraordinary marriage looks like. And that goes to our episode on comparison as well. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, you know, we can we can get into this place where there are a lot of other factors that are that are contributing to that. But but when we have these questions right? That are like literally rattling around in our head, kind of like a pinball machine. Mm. Cause that's what starts to happen when this, when this question comes in, am I doing enough in the sexual intimacy pillar? Am I doing enough sexually? Once that seed of doubt goes on, it is like, if you can think old school pinball machine where you've got the ball and you've got the levers on the side and it is just pinging all around, setting off this sensor, setting off that sensor. And you start getting these thoughts that Literally, this is what it sounds like. You know, well, I'm never the initiator. Am I doing enough sexually? Everything else is a priority in our marriage. I'm pregnant and the hormones are all, my hormones are all over the place. I'm afraid of getting shot down. I assume there are unmet expectations. My spouse is telling me I'm not doing enough. I don't like the way I look, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm not confident sexually. You know, things are routine. I mean, guys, I, I didn't even write that list. These were all comments that those of you that responded to the question said, and yet I look at that and I'm like, holy cow, um, that has seriously been the pinball in different seasons in my, in our marriage. That has been the pinball of thoughts going through. I I feel like I've probably said or thought Mm. most of those. And when you get into that place, you, you can get into a place of paralysis Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of here. And, and you know, even as I was looking at the list of all the responses, and there were hundreds of responses, I mean, it is amazing how transparent you all are with us. But there were a few observations that immediately came to mind as I kept reading your words over and over again. The first observation, so many of the statements that you make when you're asking the question, am I doing enough sexually, revolve around three key areas. Fear. Mm-hmm whether it's fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of just not knowing what to do. It also revolves around this sense of hopelessness. Like I'll never be able to, or I don't know how, or this is as good as it gets. You know, all of those hopeless Mm -hmm. statements or the other sense is that there's just this lack of knowledge. And I want to be real clear with every single one of you listening. Lack of knowledge around sexual intimacy can be changed. 
right? You know, most people don't grow up or in a family that talks about sexual intimacy in a healthy way. Most don't, right? Most of us, the, the education around sexual intimacy might be a couple pages in like a high school health book. Maybe, maybe there was a unit in seventh grade, right? Where, you know, they sort of talked about, you know, the reproductive system, but then it's all kind of on the job learning and that can get messy and weird and all kinds of stuff. And can I talk about the fear one? Yeah, please do. And in the fear one, for many of us, the way we were brought up, the way we were taught about sex has actually created that spirit of fear in us mm-hmm. because we are told it's bad. We're told it's, it's gross. We're told it's, it's naughty. We're told it's this. It, there, there's a lot of fear-based growing up telling you, most likely, from parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, other advisors, mentors, whoever, that if you have sex, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to flip the switch once you get married and it's all supposed to be better. And in all honesty, you can overcome that fear mm-hmm. of whatever it may be that you're facing when it comes to your sexual intimacy. The hopelessness part is the part that takes action. All of these take action. Mm-hmm. But to have hope, you need to begin to take action towards where you're headed so that there is a plan for you to go after, even if it's scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you can just wallow and sit in this place of hopelessness. Absolutely. And, you know, Tony made mention there that, you know, the fix is action. And the fix, the fix for everything, you know, whether we're talking about fear or hopelessness or a lack of action. There's a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. Thank you. Well, sometimes it's a lack of action too. But lack of knowledge, as we said. The antidote to all three of those is action. Because when you're afraid you actually have to push through your fears. You have to become equipped to push through your fears. When you're feeling hopeless, you have to take action to restore hope to a situation. When you don't know something, it's not gonna miraculously like poof into your brain. Mm -hmm. It's not. You've gotta actually be in this place of saying, okay, what does action look like? Because sexual intimacy, it's not an all or nothing proposition. It's not something that you're born with or you're out of luck. Like mm-hmm. those are not the two options. There. You can develop the sexual intimacy. You can get to a place where you're not asking yourself this question, but that takes action. So let's discuss the first steps to break free of the am I doing enough question right after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back and we're answering the question, how do I break free of the question, am I doing enough sexually? And you're getting into this place. So often we want to like jump ahead to, to crossing the finish line of the marathon, right? We want to, we want to just jump ahead and say like, I'm all better. I'm fixed. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am giving it 100 and, and we're jumping ahead. When you're trying to make a change in yourself, when you're trying to, to change the answer to this question, it's not crossing the finish line, folks. It's actually taking the first step. It's looking at the circumstances that have caused you to ask this question and go, what is one step that I can take in the direction uh-huh. that I want to go? It's not saying, okay, I've got to have all of it together and I've got to like be 100% perfect. It's like that quote that I shared with all of you at the beginning. We are all a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So what steps are you taking to get there? And you know, your first step may be very different than the person two cars over that is also listening to this podcast. It may be different than your best friend, you know, that lives across the country. It may be different than the gal that sits next to you in church that's okay. Mm -hmm. What's important is to know your first step is the one that you need to take. And and we're going to share some of those with you. And and this list that we're going to share these, these first steps that we're going to share with you, I want you to know these came from the one family. Mm. And here's why that's important. Because when you hear what their first steps are, so many of you are going to be like, Oh, that's my first step. Mm-hmm. And that's important because now all of a sudden you realize you're not the only one dealing with this. You're not alone. And there are other people that are blazing this trail ahead of you and sharing what their first steps are to give you encouragement and empowerment to take your own first step because they've already crossed the starting line. Yeah. And don't forget this year, our hashtag is what can I do? So you may be listening to this and go, well, this is all fine and dandy, Tony but my spouse doesn't want to. And we hear this often. Don't, don't think we don't. We, we understand that. We're, we're two people in this marriage. Mm-hmm. And yes, does it help if your spouse is moving in that same direction with you? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're just moving, not moving as fast as you want them to. Sometimes they're just stuck at the starting line because of their own past because of their own mindset, because of their own fears. And so when we look at this and we look at the sexual intimacy pillar, I do want to say, if you have not picked up our book, Six Pillars of Intimacy, you need to. So go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com, put in your email, grab the book. It's a quick read because sexual intimacy is just one of the six pillars. Mm -hmm. So there's five others that may be causing some blocks. And the two of you addressing maybe the other five may be what unlocks and gives you the breakthrough to get your spouse to get off that starting line instead of battering them over their head with just the sexual piece. And believe me, I'm saying this from experience. 
I have done that. It sometimes doesn't go well. (laughs) So this is why we have the six pillars of intimacy. Because we can't just look at one pillar and only hone in on that. And yet, we may not be giving our spouse anything emotionally. Mm-hmm. We may have had, we may have held back on them from finances. We may have spiritual intimacy. We may not pray with them. We may not go to church with them. There are many things. So do understand when we look at these areas, there are six of them. Sexual is one of them. Mm-hmm. So first steps, and, and these really are in no particular order, because like I said, your first step is not the same as your neighbor's first step. One of them is get help for my own issues and for our issues. Yes, we all have issues. Everybody's got stuff. Mm -hmm. Whether it's childhood stuff that's lingering, whether it's past relationship stuff, whether it's earlier in the marriage type stuff, it's okay to go get help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength to say, you know what, I'm not gonna say stuck in my muck. Because I want the extraordinary. I want to be able to answer the question, am I doing enough? But if my past is holding me hostage, it's hard to do enough when you're constantly looking in the rearview mirror. And for those of you, and I'm going to say this, if, if you have dealt with abuse, assault, rape, um, anything of that nature that has violated you in some way, shape, or form, And I'm not saying it's your spouse. I'm saying it's something that happened maybe when you're a kid, a teenager, in college, whatever. And you have not addressed it. Please address it. There's so many messages we get. I mean, two, three thousand words. And you see the hurt and the pain of what happened which was never addressed. Mm -hmm. You've stuffed it. You've stuffed it. You've tried to forget about it. And yet it's still there. And we did an episode, you know, taking time to grieve. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just need to grieve that time in life, time in your life, but get help, please, please. I don't know how to say it any more than reach out to a counselor, a therapist, a marriage coach, Get the healing you need. Mm-hmm. You know, God can do amazing things if we allow them in. And I'm still a work in progress with this as well. But maybe it's just getting into that spiritual intimacy place and just praying as well in conjunction with taking some action. Absolutely. You know, and so, so you're getting help. Some of you need to get help. Some of you need to simply say yes more. Mm. Right? It, it, you've gotten so used to just saying no that a simple yes would actually create all of the shift that you want to see or that your spouse wants to see in the marriage, mm-hmm. right? It's or the, both of you want to see. Both of you want to see, you know? And it's amazing what happens when we actually say yes <laughs> because it's it, it creates this place where there are possibilities. Mm-hmm. No shuts a door. Mm-hmm. Yes says there are possibilities. And don't forget, when you say yes... That's where your emotional intimacy come in, mm-hmm. comes in. And it doesn't mean it's yes to everything in the world and Correct. rainbows and unicorns and, oh my gosh, I just said yes to everything. No, it's yes in a direction. And yet we can talk about what that yes means. Does it mean we're going to start using lube for the first time? Does it mean like when we're talking about, am I doing enough sexually? Does it mean, hey, you know, are we going to bring in toys? Does it mean, hey, we're going to get a liberator? Does it mean we're going to have sex outside of our bedroom? Does it mean... 
the yes is the first step. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you cross the finish line. Right. And you've said yes to everything. Like when I, that. when I started the Pacific Crest Trail, I said, yes, I'm going to do this. It's 2,658 miles. It didn't mean by saying yes that I was going to finish in one day. It meant I was going to start the challenge. I was going to start the journey. The journey ended up taking me four and a half months, 138 days. Every step of the way, I learned something. Mm. What worked, what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so the yes is the starting line. Yeah. For some, you'll start by expressing or communicating your expectations or desires. You can't fulfill, you can't do if you don't know <laughs> what your spouse wants or needs, right? So, so you can get in this place of going, am I doing enough? Because you don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to meet unspoken, unspoken expectations because you, you're literally, you're like a blind man that's been spun around three times with a dart in your hand trying to hit the dartboard mm. and just crossing your fingers that's going to happen. But when you understand, when the two of you create a safe space to communicate desires and expectations where you can talk through it and find out, you know what, honey, what does that actually mean to you? Now you can step into this place of going, okay, what does that look like to meet that need sexually? And you actually come from a place of empowerment, of understanding your spouse, because, you know, there are more, there are many, many more ways to connect sexually than intercourse. Mm -hmm. And for some of you, the am I doing enough is actually going to be like, okay, well, how are we sexually intimate in different ways? It doesn't have to be the two minutes that the two of you have sex on Friday night at 9.04. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't. The sexual intimacy is it's all encompassing in terms of how the two of you relate to one another and create connection and closeness sexually. And getting out of the pigeonhole of this is the only thing that we do. Well, your bodies are amazing. And mm-hmm. how you can connect sexually, but it's it's having that conversation. Tony mentioned earlier th- about scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. You may be able to answer the question: Am I doing enough sexually? If it's just on the calendar, and you both are creating anticipation and romance around that, and not leaving your sexual intimacy to chance, mm-hmm. right? So often we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to it, and then you're exhausted, and it's been three and a half weeks, and you're like, gosh. When's the last time we had sex? And sometimes when you do schedule sex, I'm going to just put this little caveat in there. It isn't always romantic, passionate. I mean, there there are times when you're going through these seasons and, and you may be having these thoughts in your head, even as you do this, the, as you do the intimacy lifestyle and schedule sex for, for a year, two years, three years, five years. It may mean learning how to initiate with one another mm-hmm. in different ways and encouraging one another. And sometimes it does die off. And maybe that's a time to be like, hey, I'm not catching what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Or this is a way I I think I can initiate better. So helping each other out in that, grabbing one another's hands and going, hey, seems like it's it's fallen off. What's what's happening with Mm you? You know, and Tony mentioned a few minutes ago how the sexual intimacy pillar is just one of the six pillars of intimacy. And for some of you, your first step it's just going to be creating time without distractions mm. with your spouse, whether that's, you know, the distractions are your kids or work or devices, but really stepping into that place of saying, okay, how, how am I connecting with you emotionally? How am I connecting with you recreationally? Like, how are we spending time together in the recreational intimacy? How am I touching you? That's not necessarily a sexual touch, but lets you know that I care about you. And so you, you create this time and this connection 
that actually leads to a deeper sexual connection, deeper mm. sexual intimacy, because you created space for the two of you. you. You got into this place where you said, you know what? You're so important to me that I'm actually going to give you my attention. Mm. And what that translates into sexually can be mind-blowing. When you feel like you're the center of your spouse's world, sex does change mm -hmm. straight up. Like I can't make that any clearer, you know? And finally, some of you, the first step, and this is, this is a big one to land on, but I'm going to end it here is you got to rebuild the trust. You got to start taking those steps. You know, you're wondering if you're doing enough sexually, well, there's been a breach of trust and maybe that hasn't been addressed. And, and that first step is going, okay, how do we rebuild the trust? Or it has been addressed and you've just been sitting on it. And now is the time to go get a counselor or a therapist or a marriage coach and start working through this mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And, and, and even for yourself, it, it, may be, it may be one of those things where you just, you need to forgive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to forgive over and over again because it's in our heart. Like the person who's done something to you doesn't know it's been done. Even if it's your spouse, sometimes they don't know. And and this doesn't have to be massive breaches of trust. This doesn't have to be infidelity, viewing pornography, you know, hiding credit card bills. It, sometimes even the smallest things can really start to tweak us in a marriage. And we're sitting there all upset and our spouse doesn't even know it. Right. So rebuilding that trust is vital to having the ability to go, am I doing enough sexually? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the truth is, is there's no magic pill. There's no marriage fairy dust. Mm. There's no staples easy button that we just get to push. And it just, you know, creates the rainbows and unicorns overnight. It's this commitment that we make as extraordinary couples desiring to have extraordinary marriages to push past the uncomfortability, to push past the fear, the hopelessness, the lack of knowledge, to get into a place of saying, you know what, I'm an action taker. I'm going to answer the question, what can I do mm -hmm. with action? I'm going to do something because I want our future to be extraordinary. And that starts with me doing something different and then inviting my spouse into that space so that you can answer the question, am I doing enough sexually? And you know, and your spouse knows that the answer to that question is a yes. Mm, that's so good. Hey, this week... Look at your sexual intimacy pillar. Look at it. And hey, hopefully through our discussion here today, you can pinpoint, is it fear, hopelessness, or is it that you just hasn't, you haven't taken action yet? Is it one of those three? And then start looking at those six pillars of intimacy as a whole to look at those and go, hey, we connect in this area, then we can connect even deeper in our sexual intimacy pillar. So with that, have yourselves a fantastic week. We are excited for what's ahead, honestly, as you look at, hey, what can I do? You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.